Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Today we have Shannon Ball. Shannon lives in Athens, Georgia with me, and Shannon is a yoga instructor. She is the lady that I took my very first yoga class from, and I did my yoga teacher training under her, and Shannon's had a recent life pivot, so I can't wait to hear her story. Welcome, Shannon. Hi. It's good to be here. (laughs) Good to have you. All right. So Shannon, I'll let you tell the story about how I know you've had a lot of different things throughout your life. Like you started life off teaching at the YMCA, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not how I started life. That was how <laughs> yeah. I was an aerobics instructor in college. Yeah. And when I graduated, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was still teaching group classes. And then I became a personal trainer. Yeah. And then eventually I become the, the wellness um coordinator, uh-huh. uh, director at the YMCA. Yeah. Um, and then eventually as I started getting into yoga, I got my yoga certification. How long ago was that? I think it was 2012. Okay. That could be a lot. I think it was 2012. No. And I could totally see you doing like a hit workout or a step aerobics. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what I love. Yep. And then, so when did you, and you eventually bought or started a studio, right? Right. So me and Debbie Garrett, basically we came together because I hosted a yoga teacher training. So this was before I was training. This was with Rolf Gates. Okay. And um, we, I absolutely believe it was God. We um, happened, you Uh you know, there was this where we were like, found out we both kind of wanted to open a studio. Oh, wow. Had you thought about this for years or this was just during your yoga teacher training? And I think I felt safe, you know, more safe at least when someone else would take it on with me. And then, you know, back then my friends who owned home place, they said, Hey, there's a space for rent in five points. Oh, and it was $500 a month. $500 a month. Is that what you said? Yeah. So is that Mm -hmm. the price you had in mind or like what? I had nothing in mind except for (laughs) this, you know, my net, this probably won't ever happen. And yet, you know, me and Debbie were dreaming about it. Yeah. So how long went by before? So y'all, y'all mentioned to each other that you were both thinking about it and then you had all this self-doubt. So how long did it take before you were like, you know what, let's do it? Well, I mean, it was years before because I had that dream in my heart for quite a while. But in terms of when me and Debbie started looking, it, my memory is, it was definitely within that year. And Mm -hmm. I would have to 
ask her because she's she's the numbers girl. But um, yeah, it was quick. Yeah, I think that you know the energy behind it was big enough that. Oh, I love that because your mm-hmm. self doubt was so big that it was gonna keep you stuck. Yeah, yeah. But then the energy behind it just was like a wave. It sounds like. when you do you remember when um the couple who owned home place when they mentioned to you that there was a space for rent did you have that like lift in your heart and that like yeah I was like "Mm, probably won't work but (laughs) but I will say I did take action anyway yeah and then how long did it take after that to actually open the doors that's a great question too hope but I don't know you think weeks (laughs) or months it was not, it was a couple, I'm sure it was a couple months because it had been the old dry cleaner drop-off place. Yeah. And it was a mess. You know, yeah. we had to get flooring and, and lighting and stuff like that. Once y'all opened your doors, like that first day where you like in the, you know, just yay, this is exactly what I meant to do. Or were you still full of self-doubt? Oh, I still think full of self-doubt. And I, we both had thought we would keep our full-time jobs. And Debbie, who was a pharmaceutical rep, and this was when that time when things were starting to change in the pharmaceutical rep industry, she got, talk about a God thing. Wait, she got fired, you said? Oh, wow. Laid off. Yeah. And, um, you know, her husband was, is a really wonderful man. And he said, you know what? We're going to find a way for you to be able to do this. I don't want you doing work you hate. Wow. Yeah. So that was another, you're right. That was another kind of God whisper, God thing. Yep. And so she like really, you know, she upped the amount of classes she was teaching right away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. You started the studio with Debbie and then you found that it was successful right away. Or did you hit roadblocks where you were like, I don't know if this was a good idea. Did you try to backpedal? (laughs) No, you know, we, and this is a really important thing is like, this studio had no central heating and air. Oh, I didn't know that. There was, yeah, there was no parking. That's we true. were dependent on people providing their own parking. But, and I, and my point is with that is like, you know, go with like, what? Like, we just knew like, okay, very worst case scenario. I think we had figured it out. If we had like five people a week, we were the only teachers we figured out. There was something we had figured out that we could pay rent. Okay. And so we just went for it. And then, um, you know, and then what ended up happening is it did become a success. Yeah. So you didn't know how yeah. it was going to work, how people were going to park. Uh-huh. Did you end up putting in air conditioning? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> really? We never, no, we never had central heater air. Oh, that's funny. I mean, I went there a few times before y'all moved locations, but I never knew that. I guess it was a good time of year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. So how many years into it did y'all decide to move locations? I mean, it was several years into it. So it's been a total of 11 years, I think. The five point yoga has been open and I, I want to say maybe five, wait, 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 three, three. I'm just thinking about leases. I don't know. Five years ago. Yeah. Something like that. And Again, did, that also, <laughs> did that also happen sort of organically? Yes. I think we, we started getting to a point where we were like, wow, you know, some of our classes are packed. 
Yeah. And you needed more space. And then, so the second location also just sort of happened. Did y'all hear about that? And yeah, we had talked to the landlord before. And when we heard like what the rent was, we were like, yeah, it was a lot more. (laughs) Okay. Way. And then we started doing the numbers and we realized like, wow, you know what? We, I think we could do this. Yeah. So how did you overcome all this? You mentioned self-doubt a few times. What kind of work were you doing on yourself to, to work on this? You know, I mean, I was in therapy at the time. I'm sure I talked about it, <laughs> but I don't think I had even, I might have started doing a little like where I received coaching. Yeah. I, I might have, but really I don't, I think it was more that there was some part of me that was willing to jump out there because it was coming so easily. Yeah. It, it was hard to ignore the signs. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was some part of me that had enough faith, enough sense of self that I was willing to jump out there. I do think knowing my own psychology that it was probably because there was someone with me too. That's true. Yeah. It seems you know, less risky uh, when you're. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously I had some, some sense of something because I was able to do that, but no, was I doing conscious thought work or anything? Mm -mm. I was going to say, how do you listen to that quiet voice? That's like, do it, do it, do it. When everything in your mind is saying no. (laughs) And I do think, you know, it takes almost always, you know, our neural circuitry is so developed, Mm -hmm. you know, if we want to look at it only that way, that we really pretty much, in my opinion, almost always need help, you know, whether it's friends or therapist or coach or spiritual advisor. And I, I imagine that because I had been doing really active therapy for quite a long time, that I had at least enough, you know, that I was willing to do that. Yeah. I think if you can at least acknowledge that there are two parts of my brain, there's the part that, you know, is saying, do this. There's the part that's saying, do that. That puts enough space between it. So you can at least kind of observe the inner critic or the, the naysayer. I don't know that I had a lot yet. Like I didn't know how good it could get, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of all that. In terms of what now it cut out. Oh, in terms of, um, I didn't know how good it could get in terms of peace with my own self mm-hmm. and a sense of um, just love and faith. I, I just didn't know that then. Um, yeah, but thank God. Yeah, I that's, still. That's one of the things I like about say, you yeah. as a teacher is that you are so willing to admit that you don't have it all figured out and that you do have that inner voice that's. <laughs> trying to self-sabotage and yeah that's what I like about you as a podcaster too (laughs) I do yeah look this is real Yeah. yeah all right so you mentioned having a coach was that part of your business strategy or it was more like I've got to have somebody to yeah I think it was that I was interested in coaching Like, I was like, you know, I think that might be something I would want to do. I think there was a part of that, I think. But also, I think a big part of it was that I 
kept hearing about coaching and people who had a coach or, and so I, yeah, I don't think it was a conscious business strategy because I'm not, <laughs> who, as you know, I am not somebody who has a real like spreadsheet on like, this is how I'm going to approach this. I just kind of, you know, against the wall and see what sticks. But yeah, I was definitely like, oh my gosh, I wonder if that could help me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think it was about business, but I, I also think it was like all areas of my life. I was just like, God, you know, how can I work with how I just, I just want help. Yeah. You know? No, I think that's huge because we we think that a therapist is going to do that, but that's not really their job to hold us accountable and motivate us and help us plan out the next few steps. And I think that it's probably good to have both. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I do. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah through there's so many areas where those two overlap and weave in together too mm -hmm. one of the things I love about a coach is that they can be if they care to be they can be like much more transparent about their own lives hmm, yeah you know? and yeah there's a different um yeah there's often a different yeah different way of looking at things and you're exactly right there's also just that practical like look Du, 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 du. but yeah. yeah. When did it, you decide it, it, to pursue coaching? Were you, you were still at the studio, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh, wet, wet. Yeah. Maybe three years into it. I did my coach certification. Okay. So y'all like Shannon is a life coach also. So I don't think I knew that about you while you were, um, working and owning five points yoga, yeah. but then you recently, kind of made a life pivot. Will you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, God, I never saw it coming. Um, during the pandemic, I was really enjoying the simplicity of being at home so much. Yeah. And um, in many areas of my life, I do a lot of mentoring. Uh -huh. And so it's something that I have always done. And I've often had like a client or two with coaching just because people will know that's what I do uh -huh. uh, or something like that. And there are a couple things that have been growing in my own life anyway. And that is the desire to share what I've received. Yeah. And, you know, spiritually and emotionally um, and, and intellectually and um, feeling and I feel like I've used yoga as a platform to do that. And I love that. Yeah. Um, and I, ha I think there was a growing desire for that to expand. And then when COVID hit, it's like, I think I realized like, wow, I no longer want to screw around. Yeah. You know, I really, what is my purpose now? Ooh, and how can yeah. I, you know, how can I most powerfully transmit the gifts that I believe have been given to me by God mm -hmm. and all of his, all of the little gods with skin on that have helped me and influenced me. And then the other part of that was I was just feeling this, like, I, I have a beautiful home with the most beautiful land around me. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I want to be here more. Yeah. And, um, that may sound silly, but it was like, that was just a part of it. And so I just decided I'm going to pray about this. And one day I was meditating and it was like, I think I sat down and was just like, okay, just please show me. And it was like, (laughs) it was the closest to like a voice said, you're just supposed to coach now. I mean, it was just like, so the thing is, is, you know, I had a business partner and this is really, I feel like this is a really important story. I not like uh, my story is so important, but I, I had no desire to stop yoga. Yeah. I had no sense in the world that I was quote, trying to get out of the yoga business. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing like that. And so it, it just came out of nowhere. So, so what I thought to myself was, okay, I'm doing it. But I also thought, but I'll keep doing yoga. And I had my business partner now, Debbie moved. So my business partner now is my very best friend, Anne. And um, I thought, well, I'll keep doing this. And eventually probably what's going to happen is I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have so much coaching business that I'll need to somehow reduce my stake or the amount that I'm teaching. And Anne and I'll deal with that then. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, um, one day, <laughs> Ann and I were having a picnic in Five Points. We, we had um, gotten dinner somewhere and we're having a picnic outside. And this is during COVID. And we started talking. And it turns out that Ann during COVID had decided that she really wanted to be with her kids more. You know, yeah. they were getting older. You know, a lot like your, your kids' age. Yeah. And, um, that she didn't have much longer, you know, with them like, like this. Right. And that she was thinking she might want to change something. Wow. We were both like, oh, holy shit. Are we allowed to cuss? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, wait, let me just say some more cuss words. So we had, we talked about one of our instructors who we dearly love, who synchronistically hope had yeah. begun teaching teacher training with us. Yes who had taken a tremendous amount of personal stake. Uh-huh. She had, I noticed that, like yeah. she really cared about it. And yes. And hope that was not because we were like, someday you're going to own the studio. I mean, she was getting her freaking PhD. Yeah. She was not like, I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but I think I can say she was going to pursue academia. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. You don't get a PhD is- for nothing. Right. This is not for shits and giggles. Right. And she, um, and I don't want to speak for her at all, but I just, you know, I think I can say that it's not yeah. like she had approached us. And said, Could I buy the studio? And it's not like we were like, Oh, goody. Lindsay's working with us. We're going to sell this. It was just like, we loved her. We were so grateful for the impact. Yeah. The love that she had for yoga and the community. Uh-huh. Well, Ann and I looked at each other and we were like, at least I was like, well, this probably won't work, but why don't we just run it by her? There's no harm in running it by her. Right. I love how you said this probably won't work. I know, right? But <laughs> that's some old childhood baggage. So um, I want to tell you that in a way, and this is Lindsay's story to tell, I'm not speaking for her. In Shannon's very imperfect remembrance of everything, because I always mix up times and stuff. Yeah. It was, we made the offer. She was like, yes, 
I am interested. Wow. It might've been two weeks later that she made an offer. Wow. So when we get out of the way, yes, you know, amazing things can happen. And this was a process. Look, I have been doing personal work for at this point, more than half my life. <laughs> yeah. So I do want to say, I am not someone who, who is just starting, but I will also say people don't have to be as hard-headed as me. They can get out, you know, you can recover from your childhood wounds, mm-hmm. you know, and look at your thinking, which by the way, do not go, you can't just get away with doing one because otherwise that's just intellectual work and that's not enough in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> but you know, that's a miracle. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I believe, I believe that that's a miracle. And I, I listen, I'm rarely speechless as is clear. <laughs> um, and the beauty is that Lindsay still wanted us to be involved, which I still wanted. To, it wasn't like I, I love yoga and I love that community. Yes. So it wasn't like I was like, I want to be done with this. Mm-hmm. So it's just been, it's been amazing. Yeah. It's only been a few months, right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, I feel myself completely and growingly, like just unbelievably like, whoa, the, you know, I feel like I really have something to offer to in the coaching world. Uh-huh. And you know, so that brings me so much joy and uh, so much joy. And I I honestly feel like I'm doing what I'm here to do right now. Oh, that's so beautiful. I can tell you are too, just, you just seem to be in your zone. You know what my, my teacher says, Hope, and I don't know, like she says, we are here to always climb the ladder. In other words, what she means is, we are so you know like in recovery there's this statement that it's like you're either growing or you're going or you're backsliding oh period and um and don't hear that like some old martyr any of y'all who are like oh why can't i just rest that's not (laughs) you know but it's like we are here to grow our souls We are here to grow our souls and to continue to correct and correct and correct. Not, I'm supposed to get back. It's like, I am here to give. Mm -hmm. To keep, just keep getting better. And so anyway, when she said that to me, we are here to grow, to keep climbing the spiritual ladder. And what she said is, she said, my belief is you are being asked to climb another rung. Oh, Yeah. No, so it's like there's only so deep I can go teaching mm-hmm. yoga because it's only certain level is appropriate, right? You know? Yeah, and I love teacher training because, as you know, we go deep in teacher training, but it's like working one on one with someone, it's a whole nother level, yeah. And um, I don't know, so but that's of help to anybody that that was huge for me. Yeah. I think it is so huge to grow because you know, when you're stagnant, I mean, those of you who are, you know, you should be doing something different. You feel that pull, but you're kind of like, well, but 
I'm going to try to do this and this, like Shannon was going to try to teach and coach. And you kind of know that that may not be what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And there is, there is always a way. It may not look the way I think it's supposed to look, but there is always a way. And I, my work is to do the inner work so that I can be available when the way comes. Mm. And in this case, it was really fast. It's not always really fast. And, and, and so it's like, you know, being willing to, you were saying, when I was listening to your podcast, you were saying, which I want to talk to you more about, because I, well, you know this, um, I've worked with an integrative medicine, do you call it specialist? Um, or provider person? or yeah. Uh-huh. Y'all hope is, I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you're doing with that, but it's like, you're not, I mean, I'm making an assumption hope, but it's like, obviously something called you, you're doing something and it's not like your career has changed yet. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, feel that you're pull this, and yeah. And like, you must've felt a pull to do a podcast. Yeah, for two years, probably. And my friend, um, Amy, who was on the podcast, she's like, it's about time you do this. You've been talking about it long enough. <laughs> when I listen to your Motivation Mondays, and I'm not blowing smoke up here, you know what? I'm serious. I'm like, oh my, I have chills right now. I'm like, oh my God, this is such a gift. Well, oh, thank you, Shannon. And that, it's true. And, and I think that's the thing is like, and it's easier for me, of course, to see it in somebody else, but it's like when we follow that yearning, the mm -hmm. gift, and I think that's what my teacher was saying is like, okay, you are being given the opportunity to, to be used. Yes. Yeah. You're open. You don't know the how you do not know how it's going to work out, but you like, you just prayed, like, I don't know that I want to own a studio forever. And how am I going to do this? Yes. And so, yeah, I, yeah, it's so cool. It just, it, it really works. Yeah. I think the other thing that I wanted to touch on is when you do something that you feel is so important, you don't feel like you, I know people have a money issues and they feel like I can't charge for that. But if you're doing something that is truly a servant, you would be doing a disservice not to offer your services. <laughs> That's exactly what, you know what, you put it in such a good way. And I've heard people say, and I bet you have too, the thing of like, you can't afford not to do it for many reasons. Mm -hmm. But also when I am putting my gifts out there, mm -hmm. charging money for them, then I am only able to help the world more because I continue to use that money, you know, for more than just like having a dinner at the national. Although I could say I am helping the local economy, you know, and just, and, and just bring joy. But the vibration of the universe changes because I continue to get help and I continue to grow and yeah. I can give gifts. And, you know, my hope is to like help young women, you know, have a, have a course in life that is more about um, really healing the core wounds 
and being able to tap into their innate connection with spirit, however they see that, mm-hmm. you know, and follow that in their lives and not think they need, now I know this is not, I'm 47, this is not as PC as it should be, need some man right, or woman or LBGTQI, whatever they think is going to make them safe. Do you know what I mean? Right. It, you know, to, to, to do it, to have their dream. That is not, you know, yeah. or be skinny enough or. Yeah. You know, so you're helping their souls develop and start on this journey early. So Yeah. And so that's my hope is to have enough of a financial, uh, sense of solidity and abundance that I can work somehow work with younger women to have a foundation of that, Mm -hmm. you know, whether, I don't know if it would look like a scholarship for a program I offer. Anyway, that's my, that's my, I think that's huge. Oh, I can't wait to see how that develops over the next few months or year. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. And yeah, the type A in me wants to be like, let's figure it out. Let's get out a sheet of paper and brainstorm. And <laughs> but that's just what we talked about is like, don't try to map out the how. Just be open to this is what I feel pulled towards. Yes. Well, there's a balance though. I want to say, y'all, before we got on, I was telling Hope how impressed I am with you know, what she's created, just creating a podcast. But then on top of that, like actually like just putting out content, it's amazing. And it's not a small thing. Um, And so there is a part of it that eventually, I think those of us who maybe you're a, more type A, maybe you are. Yeah, oh, I am. I don't know if it's even because I'm type A. I think it's that your skill, I mean, I think you and I've even joked about this. Your skill might be more like what I would call the spreadsheet mentality. And mine is more like, Ma, what are we doing? Ma, I don't know. You know, and those two skills together are awesome, you yeah. know, because my growth is in the to-do lists. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance. I don't want to poo-poo that, you know, because there is a part of it that's a how-to. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. What is on, like, I know you said working with young women and trying to figure that out. Anything else on your plate over the next few months that you want to tell us about? Well, right now I'm, I'm doing my first like group program Uh and I am loving it. And it's a, it's a 30 day program that is largely self-guided. It has um, five group calls and you know, somewhat times daily, sometimes weekly emails with assignments. And it it's all about, I mean, I'm loving it. And I feel like it might like really be helping people. And it's about um, the effect that the inner child within each of us, you might call it the subpersonalities, whatever works mm-hmm. for you, has on our, our life now, you know, and, yeah. and I might so bold to say, and I personally do believe this, and it's been my experience, is that the wounded place within us, which everyone has, even if they didn't have, you know, if they had pretty damn good parents, mm-hmm. we all have one. Most of us though, have pretty significant wounds from childhood. And if they are not healed and integrated, then there is a, a way that we miss out on wonder and joy and vision 
And we just, I mean, literally suffer a lot as adults. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, I think that is a dilemma in our, in, in America, if nothing else in That's North America. That's true. And, and you're doing, are you going to do another 30 day class sometime in the- know, What I'd like to do is have um, my, what I'm working on right now is having both a way that you can do that and have a certain number of individual sessions with me. It's kind of like a VIP offer. And then also have a, a lower priced offer that is largely automated. Yeah. Self-added. You know? Yeah. And so it's just, that is super exciting to me because it's been so fun. And it's also been like, um, I feel like I'm able to put some of the work that has really been helpful for me, you know, in a way out in a way that, you know, and it's the same kind of work I do with individual clients. Um, and I feel like it's a jumping off point for people. Yeah. And you're doing all ages for that, right? Well, not five-year-olds. Well, <laughs> but not just young women. You're doing males and. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, <clears throat> men could definitely do it. It is largely, my practice is really geared towards women. Okay. I'm signing I, Chase up. <laughs> I know, right? Everybody's like, I know my partner needs it. I don't really need it, but my damn partner needs it. Yes. You just let me know if you sign Chase up and I will say your little boy. <laughs> your little Yes, his I bet he was the most precious little boy. You can see his little, I mean, not hope. You can see Chase's little boy. Yeah. In his, yeah. That's, that's true. Her, that's her cute husband, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Shannon, I do have another question. What would you tell yourself back when you were thinking when you were at the Y and you were thinking, well, one day, one day I may want to open a yoga studio? Like, yeah. what would you tell yourself? <sighs> Yeah, the first thing I'm going to say the first thing and, and let's see how it sounds when I say it. And if I think of anything else, as I say it, I will. The first thing that popped into my head was, oh, honey, there are endless possibilities and there is endless provision, you know? Oh, so, yeah. so yes, yes. You know, this, this is totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep listening, keep taking the next step because there is always a solution. Yeah. The unseen world is huge. The you unseen know? world is huge. Is that what you just said? Yeah. And in one of the kind of things that I study, they say what we often operate in is what's called the 1%. And that's the world of the senses, you know, so it'd be like, this would be 1%. Oh, I know my ass is just too fat. All I got to do is get my ass smaller. Like so-and-so says I can do in 20 <laughs> and then it's going to be okay. Right? right. And that keeps spending money and spinning our wheels. Yes. But the 99% is the unseen world, the world of the creator, you know, the world of God. And that's the world of like infinite possibility and a vision that is beyond like what these two eyes see. Yes. No. I love that. Isn't that. Cool. I love that way of saying it. It is. And so I'm so rarely in that unseen world. Yes. And that is climbing the spiritual ladder is being more and more in that. Well, it's just like you said, hope in that um, Sunday school yoga class that you were teaching that I was mm -hmm. at and you were 
quoting, I think this was the Richard Bach quote about how like everything we need is mapped out inside of us. Mm-hmm. And that you know, that's why the acorn can become the mighty oak. Yeah. Or whatever tree, you know? Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. It's a good that's connection. The yeah. I love yeah. it. You're so wise. Y'all should sign up and let Shannon be your life coach. This is your sign. If you've been thinking about it, this is it. <laughs> Shannon, how can yeah. people, what were you going to say? Sorry. Reach me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How can people reach well, you? Well, basically, um, so they can go to my website, shan- www.shannonballcoach.com. Um, and same thing, I think uh, my Facebook and Instagram is Shannon Ball Coach as well. <laughs> uh, so Shannon Ball. Yeah. And even if you're not ready Do for coaching, I was going to say, even if you're not ready for coaching, Shannon always posts inspirational stuff that you could still benefit from that just by following her on Facebook or Instagram. My newsletter. Yeah. Yes. Newsletter. So yeah, shoot her. You sign up on your website, Shannon. Yep. You can sign up on my website. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And you're certainly welcome to email me. Do you put a, do you have a thing in the show notes? Yeah. I'll put your, do you have the same email that I have? Maybe I'll send it Shannon at shannonballcoach.com. Okay. I'll put it in there. Thanks for joining us, Shannon. You're so good at this, truly. Here are the take-home points from Shannon Ball's interview. Number one, pay attention to the dreams in your heart. They're like seeds. The dreams and energy behind them are bigger than your self-doubt. Number two, self-doubt is not going away. You have to get used to it and take a step forward anyway. Number three, our neural circuitry is so embedded that it often takes someone else to help us change our thinking, like a therapist or a coach. Number four, stop screwing around. Life is short. Share what you've received in life. Show up and serve. Number five, ask, how can I be the most powerful? How can I most powerfully transmit the gifts that I've been given? Number six, be still and listen for that inner voice. This might require meditation, prayer, or just being quiet. Number seven, when we get out of the way, that's when things with a capital T happen. Synchronicities beyond our wildest dreams. Number eight, we're here to always climb the spiritual ladder. Shannon says we're either growing or backsliding. To grow our souls, we need to keep improving and course correcting over and over. Shannon says to keep climbing. Look at challenges as another rung on the spiritual ladder. Number nine, your work is to do the inner work so you'll be available when opportunity or synchronous events present themselves. Number 10, you're able to help the world more when you put your services or skills out there. By giving giving of yourself and your gifts, it literally changes the vibrations of the universe. Your gifts contribute to the betterment of the world. Number 11, we all have childhood wounds. If you don't heal and integrate those wounds, you can suffer as an adult and miss out on joy and the wonder of life. Number 12, there are endless possibilities and endless provisions. Your dreams are totally doable. Keep listening and taking the next step. 
And lastly, Shannon says we operate in the 1%, which is the part of the world we can use our senses to experience. Those are th- that's things we see, we smell, we taste. The 99% is the unseen world, the world of God, the creator, infinite possibility, a vision beyond what our two eyes can see. The more you can be aware of and live in the unseen world, the more you'll be able to climb that spiritual ladder. Thanks again, Shannon. And y'all check out her website. It's on the show notes and at the bottom of this podcast. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.